fast you're going. What? How fast you're going. I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast. If you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot. Leave now. Run in your safe space. Get your little cloth for your tears. All the opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and his guest and do not reflect the opinions of any local or government agency. Welcome to Motor Cop Chronicles Podcast. Your host, Iceman. We have a guest today. We're going to introduce him in a minute. When we get the housekeeping out the way, of course, we always got to do that shit first. Uh, if you want a great cigar, go to mypatriotcigar.com and uh, use promo code MOTORCOP15. Get yourself a good cigar. Uh, so, you know, small businessman busting his ass. Helps me out, helps him out. Also, if you want any merch, you can go to the uh, Motorcop Chronicles website, motorcopchronicles.com, or you can just go to the Etsy store. Got all kinds of t-shirts, cups, glasses, you know, whiskey glass, because we like our whiskey. If you would like extra episodes, you can join the Patreon. You can also try it seven days for free. If you don't like it, just unsign up, and then uh, we won't you won't get charged for it. If you like it, you can. I got 20 right now. I got like 20 extra episodes on there, multiple videos, uh, pictures, all kind of stuff like that. I mean, I have a lot, a lot of stuff on there. But if not, like I said, I know times are tough. Don't worry about it. You can, uh, I'm going to keep putting the free stuff out. Speaking of our crew members, I always shout them out at the beginning. We got Jared Nitrous. Uh, you know, he's up there riding his motorcycle in the snow because he's crazy. We got Mr. John Demink. We got Dan Carlson with Barley Boards. We got T-Bird. We got Mr. Jim Pokrant from the Short Track Guys podcast. If y'all like uh, race car driving stuff, go check them out. My favorite truck driver, Hoppy Hoppison. We got Mr. Blake Walker, A.A. Ron from I Had to Say It podcast. That's one of my go-tos also. We got Mr. Z. Palmer. We got Roy Spalding. Not Roy with the P. Roy with the S. We have JoJo, our favorite girl from Down Under. We have Kaylee Norris and Natasha from the state of Washington. And, of course, our OG crew member is Melissa Holstein. We appreciate y'all helping me pay the bills, as always. Uh, so we're going to introduce Mr. Pitts over here. He has his own podcast. And I'm going to let him do his own, you know, intro to himself, his own background or whatever. So welcome to the podcast. Brother, thanks for having me on, my man. Appreciate it. I don't really know. Appreciate really know how to you. do my own intro, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just just t- tell him, uh, you know, about you and you know some of your experience. He's still active law enforcement, also. <laughs> I am. I okay. I'll, I'm I'm gonna quit playing. All right. So my name's Dexter Pitts. <laughs> I am the host of the I Am Pitts podcast, and I'm also the author of I Am Pitts Memoirs of an American Patriot. I've been in law enforcement now, going on 13 years. Spent my first eight years with the Louisville Metro Police Department. Left there, went to the Border Patrol, was a Border Patrol agent for <clears throat> say about a year. That was the dumbest decision I ever made. Most money I've ever been, most miserable I've most money I've ever made, most miserable I've ever been. Went to a small PD in Arizona and saw the riots popping off down in Louisville at my old district and like the hell with that. I'm going to get some. <clears throat> Came back to Louisville, was there for about 
two years. And I was like, man, this is not the same place that I left, especially with the DOTJ in town headhunting for cops. I was like, ah, yeah, I'm out. So now I'm with a small police agency still within Louisville, <clears throat> but because I like my chief and he respects me and lets me do my podcast and don't bother me. I'm not going to say where I work at out of respect for him yeah. since he's cool. Tell you what, like I said it before, we're having, having good administration makes it don't matter a lot of times. I mean, it helps to make a, be- a lot of money, but having a good administrator, you can take a little bit less pay for it. Actually enjoy going to work because when you don't enjoy your job, it just sucks. It's miserable. It's miserable. And that's why I tell people where I'm at now, man. But dude, shout out to my chief. I ain't going to drop his name, but man, let me, I, I tell people, they ask me how it is. I'm like, I make more money and I have less stress. That sounds like me. I went, people. I went to a smaller agency, still a sheriff's office, but <laughs> went to a smaller agency, uh, but I make more money and I have 110 le- less stress. I was a sergeant where I was at before. I tell everybody, if I, I miss my guys, but I think if I'd have stayed there, I'd probably had a heart attack already by now. <laughs> probably, man. Probably, bro. and I tell people, policing is policing, though, almost no matter where you go, but the administration and the, I guess the people we police and how they treat you really matters. Like, where I'm at now, man, like, people, like, we went to a little sushi restaurant last night. We were all prepared to pay. Some of that's already been taken care of. I was like, what? Man, that's nice. Like, to be appreciated and to be a place where they want you to do police work. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a complete different game, and it's like, it's weird because I tell people I'm still in the same area. I'm just a couple miles east of where I used to police, bro. So it's kind of like nothing's changed. It's still the same justice system that sucks. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> it's amazing how different the population can be from just a few miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's really di- and it's just like that in the hood, man. Where you have you know the you know the hood gets a bad reputation, but the truth is most people down in these areas are good, hardworking, taxpaying citizens. But you have certain segments within the hood where certain streets. All the problems come from one street over. They, you don't get a single call, but that one street ruined it for the whole area, man. Yeah. Or one family. It's just crazy how that works. That's yeah, so true. It's like, you know, we just had a, a homicide a couple of days ago where I, where I work at. And I, we get there and there's people standing around. There's just guys laying in the middle of the street face down, you know, with two shotgun blasts to his chest and they, nobody was even checking on him. I mean, it's like... Just another day, man. Just a regular Wednesday. It's like, come on. Yep. And the only people that are care, that care, guess who? Us. Wow. I've been having... I'm going to have to change a wire on this thing. Excuse me for a second. There it goes. Oh, we were... We were... On our way, and I mean, can you give us some information? No, I don't talk to the police. So I kind of lost, like, bro, you want me to want us to help? I mean, what you? I put some crime scene tape up for you. What you need, homie? What you, what you need? I got you. Yeah, <laughs> you <know>? oh, it <laughs> gets. We can only do so much. <laughs> it gets plumb insane. I, I don't understand it sometimes. You know. Yeah, get cut, killed in broad daylight. You know, in the middle of a baseball game, there's 200 people around. I ain't seen nothing. Nobody seen nothing. <laughs> I'm <laughs> some blind ass people, <laughs> and at the same time, I understand yo because they're afraid that bro, if I say something, they're gonna come and find me. I tell people this is why we have the Second Amendment in this country. Oh, yeah. way. Exactly, you are able to protect yourself. You exactly. are able to. It's like four, four streets, four blocks over, they're telling each other in a heartbeat. 
Oh yeah! Oh, he did it. <laughs> Everybody at Gangster to them life sentences start getting handed yeah, out, man. He did it right there. <laughs> That's why when we got there, Terry <laughs> was like, "What happened?" So it, it just happened. So we started getting into them excited utterances, you know, like, "Oh, so and so did it." <laughs> like, uh, before they realize what they say, you know. <laughs> We ended up, hey, an hour and a half later, we had a dude in custody. So. There you go, man. That's usually how it goes. Nobody talks to the police at the scene. But I tell people, if you pass out a card or something to go knock on doors a couple of days later, people are absolutely more apt to talk to you. They, like, they just don't want to see the neighborhood see them talking to the police. Well, this was so <laughs> close. The, the wadding from the shotgun had embedded inside, too. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it was a nasty one. Uh, cousins come to find out. Cousins. Yeah. Well, I hope they weren't. I hope it wasn't over another cousin that they were trying to have sex with. Nope. No, it wasn't that. No, it wasn't that. Well, we like them goats to go. Yeah. Someone's <laughs> <laughs> like the Middle East down there. So, so why do you think we got them them rubber boots on? Can you stick them goats' feet in front of them? They can't get away from them. <laughs> <laughs> and I can say these, man, my family's from Mississippi. I can say these jokes. <laughs> Understand how it goes in the deep south, bro. <laughs> well, we we pretty deep right now in this heat we having down here. That's ridiculous. Hey, bro. That's that slavery heat, boy. Y'all can have we, it. We have been on. Uh, we were out setting up uh, this morning. We got motorcycle competition this week. One of the hosting agencies. And uh, oh, my God, you sitting out there and you're just dripping in sweat. Sorry, so hot. It's going to be ridiculous. It's supposed to be the hottest, according to the news down here. It's supposed to be the hottest. This weekend is supposed to be the hottest one ever on record. It's like great. Picked a great weekend to have motorcycle competition. Man, do y'all have to wear your vest during that time? Well, my age don't require us, so no. Some some yeah, I do. Wish, I wish, man. My new agency. The one thing I don't like is we wear inner vest. Uh, Let me tell. You, I hate the inner vest, dude. Oh, it's so bad, man. It's I missed the outer vest because the outer vest you could kind of take it off and air yourself out and dry off a little bit. The inner vest, man, it just sticks to you. Some all of the, shift. My old agency, they have the vest where it still looks like a class A uniform, but it's yeah. like you have a polo on, but the the vest mm-hmm. looks like a class A on top of it. So that's what they wear. That. Agency I work for now, you can wear straight up tack vest. That's what we had on Metro. Yeah, we were straight up tack vest, and they got their they had their taser and stuff on their chest, stuff like that, and uh, so they can wear that. And uh, it's just yeah, my chief is he's adamantly against it. He says, you know, first it's tennis shoes, and then after the tennis shoes, it's going to be beards, and after beards, it's tattoos, and then baseball hats. Next thing you know, we got on tack vest, and we look like shit, like Metro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, he does not play it. Yo, he's he's adamant. He's like, I don't care what y'all bring me. We're not doing. Say, boss, we don't want to do no uh, new boot scooting. Yeah. <laughs> new boot scooting. Yeah, and we just had, we we, hey, we just got we all just got a, just got ripped for that too, man. Because some dudes was coming in like wearing like tennis shoes, all black, and they cracked down, man. I just got there. I was like, damn. <laughs> Like man, I just I was like, man, I don't want to wear combat boots for ten hours a shift. So I'm trying to be comfortable. Yeah, I, well, that's I used to wear straight up motor boots. My my department's a little slacked. Uh, our class A is basic. Our class, our normal uniforms like a class B with BDU pants and everything's embroidered, you know. And yeah. uh, they looked at me. The one of the other guys, uh, just a uniform guy, looked at me the day said, 
the hell you got on hey dudes or something i was like no but they slip on black leather loafers <laughs> Like, I said, I've been doing this shit almost 28 years. I'm going to be comfortable. <laughs> hey, man, you're going to fight crime. You got to fight crime comfortably, man. I was like, you know, it's like I'm, a, I'm a motor guy. It's like the other day, why didn't you motorcycle? I'm like, it's 115 degrees outside. Yeah, I thought you, that was more of a reason to ride. They're like, yeah, so you want to do it. It's like, they're, like, they're like, you can just, why don't you ride? I was like, when you get hot, do you go home and stand in front of a blow dryer? <laughs> I don't think so, because that's what it is. It's like having a blow dryer. Just blow it in your face. It's 115 <laughs> degrees outside. I think that'd be more of a reason to ride, man. Get that one wind whipping on you and just... Yeah, if you don't realize you got 240 degrees between your legs. <clears throat> and, yeah, nah. and you got the hot engine, and you, it's just it's just hot air blowing in your face. It just gets to the point where it's just miserable. So what what are the pristine riding conditions that you like to ride? <sighs> Pristine's probably about seventy five to eighty, low humidity. Which is never in Louisiana. Which is probably, probably about two days out the year. <laughs> two days out the year, yeah. So I mean, yeah, saying down here, I mean, well, if you miss some stuff, you don't know. I mean, you good chance you'll be wearing shorts in December for Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, that's that. we usually get you know a little bit of cold for maybe a couple of weeks. And that's it. That's it. People are like, yeah, we don't have we we had two seasons hot <laughs> and chilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm glad to be uh just above the Mason Dixon line, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> I said I tell people I was like I work in Kentucky, but I live across the bridge, though, bro. I don't I don't even live no I don't live like. 30 minutes from where I work. It's I have no arrest powers when I'm off. I love it. I will have, uh, where y'all have counties. You got to go through. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'd be three of y'all counties before I get to where I work at. Or the parishes. It's parishes here, yeah. So, but yeah. it's like, I, I got to drive through the parish I live in, another parish, and another parish before I get to one I work. Shoo. So, it's, it's like, I live 40 miles outside where i work at so once i get out i'm like done <laughs> and the what i tell every young cop i wish i had started doing that early in my career because when you know how it is when you first become a cop this job is your life it is your identity it is everything like you got the take-home car use it to your radio when you're off because you're always in the know about what's going on because you're the police so when i got to my new agency they're like you realize you can't have a take-home car because you don't live in the state I'm like, you can keep your funky car. I just want that paycheck. <laughs> like, I don't care about nothing else. Like, you can keep the car, but man, I tell people, I did not realize how tired and stressed out I was until I completely removed myself from the city and the state from where I was working to where when I come home, I don't worry about running into somebody <clears throat> that I arrested or wrote a ticket like I did last night at work. Man, I stopped this car that ran a stop sign where I work at. It's a young white girl, and from the looks of it, I'm judging her. She's the type that only date black dudes, and the attitude was instant. She's like, why she, are you stopping me? I'm in a rush. She had that I'm attitude. Like, oh, she had the attitude and the look and the head swing. I was like, okay. And I'm like, well, one, I need you to cut your attitude. Two, your car smells like weed. You know, three, you ran that stop sign while I'm stopping you. <clears throat> so she's just going on, well, you need to hurry up. I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to take my time, and now I'm definitely going to search your vehicle because of the smell of weed in here. So I'm taking my time. 
<clears throat> my partner back comes up. I go search the car. I'm taking my time. I don't find any weed, but the car reeks of it. I cut her aside. And that, dude, I, look, look, this is how bad it is. I have not written a ticket for running a stop sign in almost 10 years. She's the first person in 10 years I've written for running a stop sign because she couldn't cut the attitude. She couldn't stop popping her gum. So she got a ticket. Well, I go to the hospital last night to serve paperwork on some guy that we had that uh, got it for a mental inquest warrant. Well, guess who I run into inside the hospital? I'm walking <laughs> and I can feel somebody looking at me and I'm like, who? I was like, oh, that's the girl from the other day. Bro, she was giving me the stink. <laughs> I mean, if she had the chance to get my gun, I think she would have got it and tried to shoot me the way she was looking at me. And I was like, man, I don't care. Like, you earned that ticket. That says something about you, the fact that I ain't wrote a ticket like that in 10 years. And you're the first one I've written in 10 years. That's on you. Because I try not to write. I tell people, I try not to write tickets. If you're getting a ticket from me, it's for one of three things. Not having a registration because, guess what? I believe you got to pay your registration and your taxes. I do it. You got to do it. Your driver's license. I always have my driver's license. You got to have yours. And insurance. I hate non-insured drivers. I pay my insurance. I pay my fees and my dues. You got to pay yours because if you hit somebody, it's going to be a problem. You hit me, I'm going to be really mad if you ain't got insurance. So I will write people for those three offenses, and that's pretty much it. For me to go out of my way to write you a ticket from running a stop sign, that is clearly on you, man. Like I said, I believe in taking care of the American people, and I don't think we take care of the American people by constantly citing them for offenses and taking money out of their pocket every chance we get for like peddly, you know, traffic violations, man. I just, that's not what I do personally. I'm really trying to find crime, you know, but other than that, man, <clears throat> I don't write tickets. I'd rather just take somebody to jail. Like I said, so if I'm writing a ticket, you truly earned it. Well, yeah, I'm a it. motor cop, so you know I'm a traffic cop. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I you guess, do, but me, it's like, but I am though, if I pull you over for speeding, Unless you like got out, like driving under suspension or something, no insurance. But if I pull you over for speeding and you have illegal tent, I'm not going to give. I'm not even going to mention it, the illegal tent to you. I'm just because I pulled you over for speeding. You have a in Louisiana. We got to have a motor vehicle inspection. You get your vehicle inspected every year. It's bullshit. I don't mess with that. Now, if I come up and you start giving me shit. <laughs> I have a tent meter and shit. <laughs> I have. Don't I think I won't. I walk up, go click. <laughs> See that right there? Yep. You, you you start giving me shit, and I'm just gonna keep adding shit on you. Just that's how it works. You man. know, you don't got to like me. You can hate my guts and whatever. Don't give me shit. I'm doing my job. I'm just want to give you this one speeding ticket. You keep it up. I'm just gonna start stacking shit on top of you. So we got this epidemic going on. I hate to call that, but so with the border issue right now, so all these people are illegals are flooding into the country and we are seeing an uptick in people in my area that are, that don't have driver's license. They don't have, they got the international driver's license, which ain't real. It's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. That that is not real. There is not a, you know, six, seven, 32 Cassidy circle. In uh, you know, in in Baja, Mexico, bro, that ain't how that work. I'm just like, this is not real. So <clears throat> we keep getting these people more and more, man. Now I know I'm English, and I know a teeny bit of Spanish, like DNA papers, DNA identification, you know, chauffeur, driver, you know, driver's license, man. And oh no, 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 no. And the thing is, I know most of these people understand what I'm saying, but they're trying to play dumb. 
a lot, and I, and it's pissing me off, man. Because I'm oh, like, yeah. look, I don't care. You come to this country, you're going to obey the laws of this land. And if you're going to be driving on these roads, driving is a privilege. If you're going to drive, you're you're going to be you're going to do it right. So every time I stop them and they don't, they give me that driver's license, that fake driver's license. I cite them for everything I can because I'm sending them a message. This is America, and we are we are, we abide by the law here. You're not special because you're coming from Guatemala. Honduras, legally, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. No, you're not getting. I'm not playing. Giving you any favors. So you're gonna be here. You're gonna be here, right? Because well, guess what? I cite American <laughs> citizens that do it. Guess what? I'm gonna cite you. We are. Well, we're right here next to Texas, so you know I get, we get a shit. And ever since you know, you know, uh, Sleepy Joe took over, we done got it's a lot more. And now they're a lot more brazen than what it was before. Uh, yeah, yep. it's uh, it's. I only got, I, you know, technology does help because they have those translate apps. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. That's the only way I get through, man. Because one time, one time they had a rookie out. I've said this story before. They had a rookie out. Because uh, usually, you know, it, the saying is if you got two two or three uh, males, somebody there speaks English. Somebody's dialed. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I'm standing there and some little rookie cop was by me. And uh, we were on an elevated section. And uh where they do have alligators and shit. And I was like, uh, they two of them. <laughs> and they were sitting there like, oh, no, I play English. And I looked at that rookie. I said, I said, so you think if we chunk their ass off this bridge, anybody miss them, let the gators eat them? <laughs> and, and that rookie's just kind of, he's looking at me like, oh shit, like I just done lost my ever loving mind. And I'm, I'm looking, but I'm watching them. I'm waiting to try to get a react because I want a reaction out of them, you know? I'm trying to see because if I get a reaction out of one of them, I know they know what the hell I'm saying. Damn, Either yeah. they were good actors or they didn't know what the hell I was saying because neither one of them reacted. Later on, I was like, I was just joking about seeing if they would react. Like, oh, no, don't, don't, sir, don't, you know. <laughs> but, but I'm like, I wasn't really going to chunk them over. I was just trying to Jedi mind trick them, you know. <laughs> that rookie probably thinking, oh, this old bastard, he just completely lost it. He wants to chunk them off the bridge. And, uh, <laughs> it was kind of like some comedian. Well, how they do in the South, man. <laughs> yeah. It's like some comedian I saw recently. It says, "It's like you know, it's like it's like the it's like the illegal Hispanic you pull over, and they just laugh at everything you say. You can say, oh, you look buttholes.' <laughs> and they just they laugh and shake their head. Yeah, it's like they. I just told this dude to lick a butthole, and he just thinks it's funny. <laughs> I said that in Spanish on accident, apparently. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> uh, bro, because when you ask, it's weird, like, when you ask for somebody's age in Spanish, it's like, cuantos años, like, something, and then the way I said, cuantos años is weird. I, I was like, listen, man, this is my country. I'm not learning to speak Spanish. Bro. No, that's why I refuse. I, I, I tried to do in it. the Border Patrol, bro. I tried in the Border Patrol. I passed the Spanish class, but I, I was like bottom second to last in class. <laughs> like I had like an 85 average, which is that bad. But They weren't going like to call you for training. I was like, no. Yeah, nah, bro. I got you. You need some black and knees spoken, bro. I got you, man. <laughs> I'll be, be your local black spur, but I, I can't help you on the Spanish. <laughs> Not my forte. Yeah, so can't I, do it. <laughs> younger girl <laughs> that works in there. You know, you know, I'm 52 years old. Somebody said, so I actually, I, I asked her one time, I was like, I was like, what does such and such mean? And she's like, oh, that means such and such. Because I, I, I forget what it was, but it was like, she had to try, I didn't know what, what the meaning was or what they were trying to say, you know. I was like, okay, I got to go get the Urban Dictionary or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I have no clue. 
But no, yeah, but yeah, my major, yeah, my major asked me about that the other day. He asked me side because I'm like one of the few black guys where I work, and he said, "I stopped this African American gentleman, and I forgot the word he was using. He was like, fin. Oh yeah, he was like finna. He kept saying finna. He's like, I don't know what finna is. I was like, finna. I was like, sir, he's, he's about fixing to do, do something. something. <laughs> I'm finna do something. And I put him on to the word I own, and I spelled I spelled it out I O N. He was like, Ion. I was like, no, I own. It's like, I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to hear what you got to say. I don't care what you want. <laughs> he was like, that's interesting to know. You got to see where you said your departments, I got you. where you work, predominantly, <laughs> where I work is predominantly black, believe it or not. <laughs> is it? Yes. Uh, most of them, we're, we're, we're pretty mixed with uh, deputies, but like the area itself, we're probably, uh, well, we're. 50, we're probably around fifty to sixty percent black. So, uh, Louisiana, I can I can picture, I can imagine that. Uh, so, you know, it's Definitely like Louisiana. Like, so I mean, I don't know. Some people, I'm like, it's just a bunch of people to me. I don't give a shit. I get out. Absolutely, walk, man. I get out. See, I'm a big. I'm I'm big about community policing. And uh, when I was still doing FTO stuff, and uh, you know, especially during the summertime. I ain't was nothing for me to drive up in like the bad part of the hood and put my shit in park and lock it and get out and start walking up. See, when I see people outside walking up, hey, what y'all cooking? And at first, that's how it works though. And at that's first, how it works. At first, when they they were like, what, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "Nothing." So I smelled some good barbecue. Seen y'all outside. <laughs> see what the fuck's going on? What y'all doing? I said everything's all right. Nobody need. And after a while. Of doing that, the neighborhood knew who I was, and was when I drove past, they would wave and shit at me. And I, t- I used to teach rookies when I was FTM. It's like when you're driving through, especially bad neighborhoods, not everybody in that neighborhood's bad. You got mm-hmm. a lot of people that are trapped that can't. They, their, their property value ain't shit, so they can't move out. Or they don't make enough money mm-hmm. to move out. I said most of the people in there, believe it or not, are good. Mm-hmm. Don't. Don't just drive through and give everybody the stink eye like they freaking criminals. I said, get out and talk to people. I said, once they realize that you're not just out there trying to put everybody in freaking jail, they might start trusting you a little bit. But you got to get out the car. You got to get in. I, Which know, is hard to do in Louisiana when it's like 120 degrees. And it, like it is, but, uh, but during the fall, done, but during the fall, you can, you know. <clears throat> I mean, that's but, just, yeah, but that's what's lost with the younger generation of cops, bro. Man, man, they these cats do not know how to talk to people, man. No, they because all they know, all they know all day is texting, doing this. Yep, that's all they know all day. And I mean, we're all guilty, but I was like, being able to talk to people is an art, man. It's a special skill. Like, and I and I hate when I hear cops say, "I hate people." I'm like, bro, bro, you in the wrong line of work. That's like being a stripper that's shy to go on stage. You ain't about to make no money because, you know, you <laughs> like you can't be shy. Like, cop, this people is what we do, man. That is literally our entire existence is people. Can't be Good, shy as being a cop people. either to me no i mean you just can't well you know what i told my buddies i was like if you want to hire a good batch of cops you got to be able you got to have thick skin i told him i was like if you buy or hire a bunch of young white kids that ain't never been to a black neighborhood (laughs) the first thing you need to do is take these young white kids to an all-black comedy club and force them to sit up front in the front seats and if you can make it through that entire show and not leave and cry (laughs) welcome to the profession 
Because literally, you're getting roasted all day in uniform. Yeah, see, I guess. Literally, all it is. I, but I, like I said, I'm 52 years old. I grew up a different time than these kids did. I mean, I grew up watching, you know, George Jefferson and Fred Sanford and, and JJ and, and, and you know, Archie uh, Bunker and all that stuff. You can't have them kind of, none of them kind of shows today. No, God, no, man. Because they would just freak the hell out, you know. Look at uh, Eddie Murphy back in his raw days. Oh, man. Oh, so good. <laughs> oh, I mean, so good. <laughs> that, that was comedy to me. So, uh, somebody today, I was I was just, I was on somebody today. There was a bunch of cops around, motor cops, and I was on somebody. He's like, dude. He's like, he's like, I didn't. I said, "See, I didn't make fun of you today." He's like, "Oh, I knew." It's like this guy. I said he looked like. Uh, always, every time I see him, I go, "Hey, you guys!" I said he looked like that guy from the uh, Goonies. I don't look like that. I said, "Yeah, you do." <laughs> and I said, "I tell people, I was like, if I don't fuck with you, it's because I don't like you. I don't like you. If I'm fucking with you, that means I like you. If I'm joking around and, and all that stuff, I like you. If I if I'm like, hey, brother, what's up? You know, whatever. It's usually I it's like I might talk to you and stuff, but if I'm not fucking with you, me and you ain't like that." Exactly, man. And I tell people everybody's afraid of the media and then like all these other people. And I'm like, bro, I'm more afraid of other cops than anything. They know, they know my deepest, darkest secrets, and they they know, and they know how to get to you, man. You know, the people you work with every day. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's who you should be afraid of. Don't be afraid of the news. The news go. The news ain't gonna put it out there. But trust me when I tell you, you make a mistake, everybody gonna know until the day your career is over. And even at the your career's over and you laying in your casket. They're going to be standing around your casket. And hey, you remember the one time that stupid mother did that one thing? Bro, it never goes away, it's like, man. It's like, remember when old so and so was out there directing traffic and he called to see if we could relieve him? Yeah. Because he farted and shit on himself. He had to go home and change his <laughs> <Yeah>. pants. <laughs> oh, never yeah, going to forget the day you shit on yourself in the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> it'll never go away man it never what? goes away people right? said what's it like being a cop i said you remember high school they're like yeah i said it's kind of like that i said you got but your popular guns. kids and other po- unpopular kids depends on which group you in <laughs> i think yep. it's kind of what it is because you got these and you got the rest of us well you've been around for a while let me ask you but do you feel like the camaraderie on police departments is no longer the same because I can definitely tell the difference. It's not when I started, it was a lot better, but as I've gotten older, I realized, and I work with a lot more older cops now that are retired and come back. So they're kind of like, everybody's kind of living their lives and I'm living my life. I'm married. I got wife, kids, kids, activities, sports, and all this other stuff. I don't feel like the camaraderie is the same amongst the police departments anymore. It's not. Everybody's a lot more individual, and I don't have a problem with that. You know, like these guys, these younger guys, I'm telling you, dude, they don't care. Once they step out of uniform, they're off. They're off. Yeah, I'm kind of jealous of them, man. Like, they, wish they, I could have been like that. Job. <laughs> I, I absolutely, absolutely, man. They're a different breed, bro. Like, they're not sticking around for pensions. They're like, like we were having a discussion the other day. They were like, "There's no young people involved in the FOP here," <laughs> and everybody's like, "Oh, well." It's like I don't really care. I know it's it's money. a different. It's just when I got I got into this because you know I was a correctional officer I was doing reserve work for free got the opportunity to go full time I did actually took a pay cut when I started. Uh, no, now it's like back in the day, like your shift guys and all stuff. You always you know at least once or twice a month you you at you at Joe's house you at you know Smitty's house whatever y'all mm-hmm. hang out on the weekends all the families would barbecue together and stuff like that. 
No, it's it's not like that at all anymore. It's like nope. It's like very rare case. We get together for funerals, and pretty much that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's usually it's almost like a family gathering when, unfortunately, one of us gets killed. And that's when you see yeah, that's everybody. When it matters. Yeah, man. Then unfortunately, you're doing way too much of that. Uh, I do do. I do an end to watch episode every month, beginning every month from the following month. From uh everybody that lost their life at the end of the year I do everybody but uh, it, it's still way too many I think we had still 12, 13 last month it is ridiculous yeah it was a lot last month dude and I tell I don't talk about it a lot on my show because man, I feel like everybody knows man but I just man, it's just hard I guess it's because I've buried so many friends that have died wearing this uniform you know, and it's just it's like I don't need to remind them. I mean you can see right back here on my wall this yeah. is my partner Zach right here, man. This is his thing right here. You know, he was killed up on the interstate uh, December eighteenth, twenty twenty one. Man, like it, 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 it just it hurts. It's like, man, I've lost so many people wearing this uniform. You know, it's, it, it, when I need to talk about it, I put it out there and talk about it. You know, but man, I honestly, it's I mean, it's just hard. It's really hard. That's why, and I always tell people, I feel very fortunate that I've been doing this for thirteen years and. Different capacities. Lord knows I've been in my fair share of situations where I was like, man, I might not make it out. And I'm still here, yo. But then I look at a young guy that comes on the street, is on for like maybe a year, not even that, and dies. And it's just like, what? Like, but how am I still here? So there's always a little bit of survivor's guilt. I mean, I carry that with me from Iraq, man. When I think about all my buddies that died over there, that guys that didn't come home. And here I am. I call it my bonus years of life, man. I've gotten 18 bonus years of my life. Because I should have died on January 2nd, 2005 when I got hit by that bomb. But I'm still here. But the other guys, for some reason, weren't as fortunate or weren't as lucky. So the fact that I'm still here, so I tell people, I, I try to be a good representation in my everyday life. Not just in uniform, but even when I do my podcast and everything I do to be a good representation of what these guys would want me to be. And what they would try to be doing with their lives if they were still alive, man. You know, that, and that, to me, that means something to me. And so that's why I try to, I tell people, man, my last name, when they hear the name, it's last name Pitts, it means something. I want that to be associated with something positive and not just all the negativity that goes on in the world today and just playing the card or, you know, I'm a poor veteran or, you know, I'm a, just a victim. And I don't, I don't want that to be my existence or what people look at when they listen to my show or when I come on and talk about cop things or come on somebody else's show, man, because there's just so much more yeah. life than all the negativity we got going on. That's why I talk, that's why my, most of my podcast ain't like a lot of the cop ones. I don't try to talk about training too much. I try to stay, I mean, they got plenty of them out there on mental health and they have, they exactly. have a lot of money. So I try to stay more on the comedy side of it where we just, you know, like I said, on Wednesdays, I talk different crime and stuff and I'll talk shit on the, you know, <laughs> you know we're like, yeah, I mean, like we, not too long ago, we had a dude that, that tried to, down here in Baton Rouge, this dude, like, jumped the fence and was tra- broken these people's backyard and tried to rape their German Shepherd. No, oh, like, like seriously, like, had his pants down trying to rape this poor dog. Crap what like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, they got was something. There, was, there, was, was, that, was there that one yellow boot there? No, he didn't have it, but it's like, it's like, but, so I try to stay on the funnier side most of the time. Every, every now and then I get serious, but most people probably think I'm, I don't, you know, there's like something's wrong with him. So, 
That's, but I'm like, but, but I'm like that on duty too. I'm, I'm like the guy, like, like if me and you were on a call. If we were on a call with somebody somewhere, and like I said, there was just something stupid going on, I'm the guy you just don't want to look at because I was good because you know it's like, oh my god, what the hell is he about to say? You know, because it's like I'm just, <laughs> that's how I try to be, man. That's the people I like to work with. They're like, man. it's like, oh god, it's like Austin's here. What the hell is he gonna say this time? You know, gonna get us fired or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Pull, like my partner, we were, we had, we had made a traffic stop and it was uh, some American Indians. And I, I had pulled them over and uh, they, had, they had a license plate and the driver's license. And I was like, hey, you guys think y'all like American Indians? And it was like three of them. He's like, yeah. And his name was like, I don't know, Henry Smith or some shit like that. And I'm like, I looked at him. I said, and I said you're like a real Indian. He's like, yes, sir. I said, how is your name like Henry Smith? I said, shouldn't your name be like Cooks Like Chicken or some shit like that? <laughs> and he's looking at me. I said, look, dude. I said, we stole all your land and shit. I'm not going to write you a ticket to you. Just go on out of here. And, and my partner's like getting back on his motorcycle before I even think. He's like, oh, my God. He said, you're going to get us fired? He said, you just told these people we stole their land and shit. I said, well, basically, we kind of did. He's like, didn't you ask why his name wasn't Cooks Like Chicken? I was like, well, fuck. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Man. I think I pulled a guy over in a Prius. Pulled this big guy over in a Prius. His last name was Hightower. Like from Police Academy. From Police Academy. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, dude, how, how in the hell? I said, your last name's Hightower and you're driving a Prius. I was like, you're a disgrace to your last name. You should be ashamed of yourself driving a Prius. <laughs> and he's like, and I still wrote him. He's like, my God, you still, he said, you degrade the dude about driving a Prius. And then you still wrote him a ticket. <laughs> I thought he was in a freaking Prius. He's like, how do you even speed in a Prius? You know, it's like, <laughs> oh man, that's like, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, the guy's like, oh my God. No, what's funny is I pulled, uh, later that day, I pulled a dude over in a Tahoe. And I walked up, and he told me he was speeding because he was late for that. He teaches Wednesday night Bible study in the evenings. And I looked at him. I said, so did Jesus tell you to break the law? <laughs> and the guy looked at me. He said, you pulled over Hightower earlier, didn't you? I was like, huh? He's like, you that guy that pulled the guy in a Prius. And I said, yeah. He said, he come in the office. Tell me about you. He said, you made fun of him and wrote him a ticket for driving the Prius. <laughs> Oh my God! I was like, Jesus is my word. I said, you know what? I said, you tell High Tower that I let you go because you got a V eight in your vehicle. You have a nice day, and hand him his driver's license back. Oh man, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we call discretion. <laughs> I actually got. I had somebody. I had somebody call and complain not too long ago. Uh, called and complain because I. Uh, I knocked that they were doing like 80 and a 60 and I dropped it down to like 71 for them so it wouldn't cost so much. Called and complained on me because they said I'm a, you know, I didn't it in the chair. They were like, what? That's like, well, no, he can do that. It's his discretion. He's trying to do you a favor. You know? Mm, <laughs> call no and, good deed goes unpunished, man. Called and complained on me because I tried to help him out. It's like, wow. So everybody, if the ice band pulls you over, that's why I don't give breaks like that no more. Because every time I try to be nice, I get called in on. <laughs> when you sign your tickets, do you sign Ice Man? No, unfortunately, I don't. <laughs> Absolutely, should. I so wish I over, could. Put, over, put on the back. <laughs> Just put Ice. You have to stop by the Ice I Man. I am on the back. <laughs> ice Man. It's on. It's on. It's on my helmet. It says Ice Man on the back of my helmet. 
Oh, I love it. <laughs> like I got a, a sticker on the back of my motorcycle on my box, and it says, uh, "It says smile." I could be behind you, you know. <laughs> I was somewhere. This other person, they were like, "Man, they let you put that on your motorcycle." I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> they're like, "Do my They're like, "What do you mean you don't know?" I said. I didn't ask. I just stuck it on there. I said, it's been there for like three years. I figured, I said, I know they saw it. I figured they would have told me to take it off if they didn't like it. <laughs> I had an old sign in my police car that said, no, I don't know your cop friend, and yes, you're still going to jail. <laughs> it was right on the glass where I would sit all the prisoners on the right-hand side. You know? They'd be like, what the hell is this supposed to mean? <laughs> I was like, that's there just, in, there just in case you start throwing names out. It doesn't oh, matter to me. I no. hate that <laughs> shit. Can't help you. Oh, I tell my I tell people I know all the time, bro. Do not name drop me because I can't help you. <clears throat> I remember my brother in law called me from the jail one time. Is like, hey man, I need your help. I'm like, what's up? I'm in jail, and they said I got an NCIC warrant in Indiana. It's like, well, you know I work in Kentucky, so you on your own. Sound like so, you going to Indiana, motherfucker? <laughs> send me yeah, a bro, send a me a postcard back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro, you a grown man. I can't help you. You made these choices, man. <laughs> and I tell all my friends, like, do not name drop me because it's not going to help you. I was like, bro, if you get hit, take the hit, man. You take like hit, I, I've had I learned my lesson a long time ago. I had some uh some female name drop me not name drop me, name drop somebody else. And I ended up letting her go. And uh later on I seen that cop. I said, Hey, I let your girlfriend go. So you, I was like, like, What? He's like, I ain't no girlfriend. I said, So I was like, I don't even know who you're talking about. Ever since then I'm like, Oh, I'm so and so's girlfriend, really? I said, You got him on feed dial? I said, Call him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk to him. my daddy. Such and such. Oh, is it? Yeah, really. Call him up. Let me talk to him. Let's holler at him. Yeah, let's talk to him. Because <laughs> I'm a, it's like, who? Who is it? Oh, I work. Okay, I just got your kid out here. Just want. Yeah, if, if I do let you go, you, they still gonna know about it. Yep, you still going to court. <laughs> my worker, I used to uh, with my old farmer. These motherfuckers they used to uh, and people that flop out a special deputy commission or something. I'd be like, all right. They're like, can I have that back? I was like, you sure can. Once you go to the sheriff, you can get it back no. from him. Oh, I was like, because I'm pretty sure when he told you, uh, he gave this to you not to use it in situations like this. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I've never been the guy to try to drop the police car, but I've always been afraid that something like that would happen to me if I did it. So I try to give little subtle hints. Like, I'll have like, my radio in like my center console or something, right? Like, or I have like my police bag on the side of the seat, and hopefully they see it and be like, "Oh, I think this dude's a cop." If you ask it's like, me, it's like, how, I'm it's like, like yes. I just want to let you know. I just want to let you know. I got my duty weapon right down here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought about that way because that's what I mean. Because I'm, I'm gonna have a gun on me, so I'm gonna say, "I'm, just, I'm let you know. I got, I got my duty weapon right down here." Before well, your duty weapon, you know, whatever. But I don't say, "Let me see your badge." I'm like, "Let me see a commission." Because you commission. can buy, you can buy a badge off the uh, internet. I want to see your commission card out here. It's like, it, yeah, the, oh, your yeah. commission card. I want to see that. I don't care about you. I don't even carry a badge on me. I carry my commission. No, I don't carry a badge either, Harley. I admit, so I carry around my little my little sack. My family, my wife, my, my kids call my purse. Got my commission my in there. Yep, yeah, I keep mine, bro. So I got stopped in Nashville when I was at the uh, Opry Mills Mall, bro. So they have these canine detection dogs that can pick up on gunpowder. But so I'm just walking, you know, and then some some little security guard comes up to me. Excuse me, sir. Quick question. I'm like, yeah, what's up, man? 
would you happen to be carrying a firearm? Like, like, like who, who are you? Ask me if I'm carrying a firearm. He's like, well, our dog just seemed to hit on you when you walked by. I was like, I am. He was like, are you a police officer? I was like, I am. He's like, do you have ID? And I'm like, you know, am I being detained? No. <laughs> I was like, I do. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I wanted to do, yo. That's what I wanted to do, yo. But I, I showed him my card. And you know, I see he could see I was law enforcement. He was all right, man. Appreciate you. You're good to go. Uh, and I was just gun thinking, sniffing what, what dog, bro. A gun sniffing dog. I never. I've been around law enforcement 13 years. I knew dogs were amazing, yo. But I did not know that they had gun dogs that could sniff, pick up a gunpowder. I know they have bomb sniffing dogs, but I don't know if that's the same type, yo. But I was just like, my mind was completely blown. And I told my wife, like, I need to do what we can in Louisville. Because Lord knows in this city, dude, they need it more than anywhere. We've had so many shootings here in Louisville involving kids, and it's a lot at the mall. We had a big shooting at the mall about two months ago, man. A bunch of kids just started slinging rounds inside of a, a hat store, man. And I was like, man, what could we have prevented if we had these dogs at the mall? You oh, know, yeah. just It would just help so much. And well, a couple of weeks ago, I'm in the mall, and I see a sign for the dog. I was like... Well, hell yeah, man. And the thing is, man, they can afford the stuff, but people are so cheap. They don't want to they don't want to spring the money to you know, help these people that come to their establishment feel safe, man. Nobody wants to do. And it's just kind of like that's why I tell people I just don't go. I don't go around big cities no more. I try to stay away from malls. Nashville is a special case because we were on vacation and I was like, oh, yeah, let's go check out this giant mall in Nashville. You know, but I mean, just it just proves to me why I don't hang around large crowds. Like right now, we got the Kentucky State Fair going on here in Louisville. Some dude accidentally shot his girlfriend the other day. Accidentally. Apparently dropped his gun. Yes, accidentally he dropped his gun and shot her when he was picking it up. <laughs> I was like, pow, sorry about that. Uh, my bad, baby. I'm sorry, I'm sorry girl. <laughs> you want to go to Red Lobster later? Tell me where you want to go. I'll take you anywhere you want to go. But he got locked up, man. He was under 21 and uh, carrying concealed, man. And, and so, yeah, bro, I'm just, I'm cautious, man. Like I say, my job has made me paranoid. Everywhere I go, I think there's going to be a mass shooting. So I'm like, no, I'm good, man. (laughs) It's hard to relax, but I've lost my killer edge since I moved out, since I moved out of the city and moved across state (laughs) line. I've I've lost my killer instincts a little bit, man. (laughs) Slacking. Oh, yeah. Well, I just, everybody, I still got that whole, you know, don't want to sit, you know, we're going to sit in certain places in a restaurant, do this, do that. Oh, I got that. <clears throat> my wife knows she automatically know where to sit at man she know where i'm going and she know where i'm not going <laughs> and she tries to help me that's how i know i got a good wife she's like you think you got a good angle from there i'm like i love you <laughs> okay, so they, they learn but yeah I, I i didn't got to where it's like i don't even i don't like to go out no more i don't like to do Hell, we don't even go to my, my wife. Don't even go to Walmart no more. She does that thing where she does it online and they deliver it to the house. Nobody should go to Walmart. Let's be honest, man. Well, that's I go true. To Walmart when I need a reminder of how great my life is and how I'm not doing that bad. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like oh, I go to Walmart when I need a quick yeah morale booster for myself when I'm feeling low on confidence. I just go to Walmart, man. It's like, it's like God, they let you out the house dressed like that. Oh man, you see some bro. You see some wild stuff at Walmart, dude. It's it's just every day. And you know if you go there as a cop, you're gonna run into something. You're gonna run into something, bro. That's why I was just like, nope, but Walmart ain't nothing but problems. 
So that's fancy people go to Target. Oh no, uh, see, Target's yeah. Target's a little too far. That, that's that's too bougie for me. I'm, I've gotten a little bougie as I got over, man. I, I like the finer. <laughs> no, we then we got a we got like a local local grocery store. If I got to go shopping out, just kind of not like local, but it's a it's a chain, but it's a Louisiana owned chain. So I'll go it's like Rouse's. So I'll go there or something like that. I I, I don't. I call it Walmart's. Walmart's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I just it's like it's just it, it's ridiculous. It's a uh, like. I go to Walmart, spend my money. Now you want me to check myself out and then oh, accuse man. me of shoplifting. And it's like, and I don't know. It's like I watch like four people go out and a little door greeter wants to stop me. I'm like, what, what the fuck makes it look like I'm going to steal something? The person Bro. that just went past me that had two teeth in their head and their hair, <laughs> and the hair was messed up and you could smell the mess coming off of them. Uh, they just walked out. <laughs> But you gonna stop me, man? You ever got? Uh oh! I just lost them for some reason. I don't know where he went. Hello? Hello? There he is. I just I lost you for some reason. Just, just I don't know. Man, my whole web browser no, just closed. Just out. disappeared. I was like, was <laughs> quick. No, I'm back quick, man. Holy crap! But yeah, man, you ever been stopped by a, uh, uh, as I guess a, a Down syndrome door greeter that works for Walmart, <laughs> bro? I dude, I have on multiple occasions. There's a guy in Louisville. He where he's a door greeter. You know, he could tell he's got Down syndrome. I'm sure, he's a great guy, man. But he's so aggressive. And I'm like, man, I really feel offended right now by the way this dude is asking me to see my receipt. <laughs> I mean, I got, a part of me wants to be like, nice showing you nothing, man. Be acts nicer. I got followed around one time. Seat? I was getting followed around one more one time by the by the damn <clears throat> loss prevention dude. And I guess he thought he was slick or something. Finally, this was years ago. I used to this was a long, long time ago. I was single, so I used to go grocery shopping at like one o'clock in the morning because I didn't want to be bothered by people. You know, oh, pre-COVID, man, that was a time to be alive. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I was like one, two o'clock in the morning. I'm doing my shopping, you know, but me and the, uh, you know, one other person and the stockers in the store, you know. And I'm sitting there, finally turn around. I was like, dude, I'm not going to steal nothing. You can stop following me. Oh, what are you talking <laughs> about, sir? I was like, I could see your little handcuff things you're trying to. Th- I, I was like, I'm a cop. You're, I'm not gonna steal nothing. Just follow me with your cameras. You can stop following me around. It's like, do I look like a mass shoplifter? Absolutely. <laughs> it's like absolutely that bored. <laughs> yes, you do. Man, trust me, bro, I've got the man. I tell people when you get really customer, really good customer service anywhere you go, they think your ass about to steal. Something. Yeah, that's what that is, bro. I've gotten it. I've, now, when I was in New Mexico at the Border Patrol Academy. Man, I would go to this grocery store. It was like my first time going in there. And there ain't no black people in New Mexico where I was at. I was like the only Negro for miles, bro. So when I walked in, it was just like, oh my God. Bro, I've never seen so many people that stare at me. And then here comes the store, man. Hey, what do you need? What you want? What you looking for? How can I help you with? I was like, I'm just looking for nuts. Oh, he just escorted me over to the nuts and got and helped me find my nuts. And I'm like, bro, this is super awkward. Super awkward. I've never been given this good a customer like, service. Damn, is, is this how it is to shop if you white? Yeah. <laughs> this white, this how them white people shop. Damn. 
<laughs> some white prisons. Let me get that white experience, shopping, shopping experience. My God, bro, I, it was just so awkward. And every time I would go in there, it would be the same type of experience. Yo. I'm like, man, I'm like, people probably gonna think that I'm somebody special because I'm getting so much, so much. Help. Like, like, so I got my own paparazzi. <laughs> I mean, he was like my own personal shopper, bro. He was like, what do you need? What do you want? What are you looking for? I mean, he kept eyeing me the whole time. I was like, this is super awkward. And I'm not one to call out people for being racist. Like, if I'm calling somebody out saying that you're racist, it's because you really are. And I'm not one of these guys that think that, man, the dude looking at me funny. He's got to be racist. Like, I just, that's my biggest problem with America is just everything is racist now. Oh, you ain't got to tell me. Oh my God! I saw a lady on the news like talking about you know four plus four might not necessarily equal eight. It could be six. You know, yeah. objectivity. Math is racist. Math is racist. I was like, I was what? Like, bro, what? I was, I was numbers right racist. <laughs> like numbers are racist because I can't do math well. <laughs> I got it. It totally makes sense to me because I've never been good at math. It's not my fault. <laughs> one of my one of my best buddies at work. He's a he's a black guy. And me and him will go back and forth, and people that don't know us will come around and hear me and him going back and forth, and they'll get like all nervous and like leave because oh, they think the Al Sharpton's going to run out and start, you know, hollering <laughs> stuff and stuff. Oh my God, he's a racist! Because me and him, will go, he'll like because like when they were sitting there, he's like, "Hey man, I'm like what?" He's like, "He's like, go get me another beanie hat from the sheriff." I'm like, "Go get your own fucking beanie hat." He's like, "Come on, you know he'd give you next one because you white." <laughs> I'm like, all right. Dude. I was like, I was like, but but it's like we go back and forth like that. People are like, we're like we're oh walking down, we're walking down the hall. I'm like, hey, he's like, what? I'm like, what are you doing walking next to me? I said, go over there. I said, get behind me. That that's where you're supposed to be over there. And people are like, oh my god, he just said that. You know, it's like, I it's like, dude, me and him are friends. The dude comes to my house, hangs out. I know his family and his wife and stuff. Just because he's got a better tan than me don't mean nothing. I mean, we're friends, but we but can that's do that. It's supposed to be, man. But, and I feel like that's why America's gotten the way it is. I really think everybody in the country should have to do like a year of some sort of service, bro, and get to learn to be around other people. Because literally, man, when I was in the Army Infantry, bro, that's how we lived every day, just clowning each other. It didn't matter what color you were. Everybody got the business. Everybody. It was, And that's how it's supposed to be, man. It makes you tough, bro. I, I remember my first day at my new department, I was talking to my homeboy. Well, not my homeboy, a guy I just met. And I went to test him. I was like, hey, man, where are the black water fountains at? He's like, what? It's like the black only water fountains. I was like, this you know where we at right now, man. It's the nice part of town, dude. <laughs> See me, I'd have looked at you and say, "Stay in the bathroom, get out the sink," <laughs> and I'd have been like, "This is my guy." <laughs> See, because because everybody else was like, "Oh, well, what do you mean, oh, sir? You're allowed to use the same come. water fountains we are." <laughs> like, oh, like you, 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 it's like I looked at my chief. I looked at my chief a couple of weeks ago after the uh, the Supreme Court made that decision on uh, uh, what is it the diverse uh, affirmative action yeah affirmative action yeah I looked at him I was like hey am I good <laughs> <laughs> he's like huh what and he knows me he's like man stop you shut up yeah shut of course up. get out of here <laughs> yeah I got well this guy he's not law enforcement anymore this dude was so freaking funny though. We were at Circle K getting ready to go to a funeral. He's a motor guy. And I was like, dude, what the fuck are you eating? This motherfucker had an apple snapple and a bag of fucking Lucky Charm. He's like, <laughs> like, 
It's black people eat any fucking thing. I was like, they ain't eating that shit. I was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Apple, Snapple, and Lucky Charles. I said, ain't nobody eating. I said, something's wrong with you. But no, it's like, it's like I think now, it's like everybody would think, you know, I'm, I was born in the 70s, grew up in the 70s and 80s. Everybody's like, oh. I find nowadays actually to be more have a racial divide than they did in the 80s and 90s. Absolutely, dude. I grew up in the 90s, in the late 80s and 90s, bro. And the problems we're having now were non-existent when I was a kid. If anything, being dark-skinned, I got made fun of by other black people for being so damn black. <laughs> and it left me with scars, bro. I'm telling you, like, I, I, write about, I wrote about it in my book. Like, you know, I got terrorized. It was never white people. It was always people that looked like me that gave me the worst <laughs> of it, man. Yo, and I, the racial problems now, man, American society is so good. We don't have problems, so we make up problems. Well, I think between the government, don't matter. It's more Democrat, but probably mixed in with all of them. It's the government and the media. Mm -hmm. The government, between the government and the media, they don't want everybody getting along. They don't want unity, Because man. if we are, if, every, if, if everybody got along, which way we should, they don't have no power left. And they don't make money. That the only way they have power is they keep us at each other's throats. <laughs> and so they can do shit behind our back because we're too busy fighting each other. Yep. And, and it, nobody's it's paying attention to it, man. Well, I and threw I this. You, uh, you, go ahead. You should see with like with uh, Joe Biden, like he just passed all these legislations on lynching and all this stuff. And I'm like, like, when was the last time there been a a lynching of a black person? I was like, when was that even a thing? Square? Really recently? I mean, I'm it's not, <laughs> it's not been a thing. There was a black dude that was murdered in Alabama, yo, and I think it was like the 1970s or 80s, and that was it. Yeah, but it's like ain't nobody getting lynched. But when it gets around election time, they bring up these old things because it brings back a lot of old memories for people that are still alive. <laughs> and then people try to make it seem like America today is still the same as it was then. I'm like, that is not the case. That is not even close to the case, man. But it's just people aren't able to think for themselves. And they think if they see something on social media, they think it's, it's real and it's truthful. And I'm like, man, all this stuff exists, like you said, to divide us. Yep. Literally, I'll tell people, go talk to people in public and just be get off your phone go talk to people ain't nobody out here worried about racism like that man the people that are talking about it are the ones that are trying to build a platform for themselves and make money off a of division in this country ben chump <laughs> oh my god i can't stand ben, ben chump i, I call him ben chump that that dude is black ass. he's gonna he's <laughs> gonna do oh god it's like i told somebody i, I hit somebody the other day because you know just like you know i get accused because I'm white, you know, I'll pull somebody over for speeding or something. And, uh, oh, real reason you pulled me over because I'm black. It's like I cocked you at 800 feet away and your window tends 5%. How the fuck? I can't see inside. I can't see inside your goddamn car. I'm like, no, 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 not. It's not it whatsoever. So I hit somebody the other day. I was like, do you, you, you a Christian person? They went, well, yeah. Since I said, so you believe in Jesus and God and all that stuff. I'm like, yep. I said, so then you also believe that Adam and Eve were the first two people, right? Well, of course. I said, so if that's the case, me and you are related. Because everybody on this earth comes from the same two people. Mm -hmm. So that means me and you are related. Some form or another. So I said, how you doing, cousin? 
They didn't know what the hell to say, Tamer. They didn't know what to say. But I see, love it. But you see, that's how I look at it, though. We everybody's the same. Don't matter if you know what nationality you are. To me, it don't mm-hmm. matter. I treat everybody how they treat me or how they're acting. If you acting like a fool, I'm going to treat you like a fool. You know, I had a dude not too long ago. He was a black dude. He uh he looked at me and said, "Man, fuck the police." I said, I appreciate it. I said, but it is 2023, brother. I said, but I don't go that way. But you do you. But I'm straight. <laughs> that dude, he got so mad he left. He didn't know what to do. Because I just called him. I just told him he was gay without telling him he was gay. And uh, he just got mad and left. I'm like, what? Well, don't leave mad. Just leave, you know. And <laughs> yeah, like, I mind tricked him. Because <laughs> like, he, he didn't know what to say. I'm like, I appreciate it. But I don't do dudes. But it's 2023. You do you. That didn't know. I mean, Man. you just offered me sex, so prostitution's illegal. They trying just, to bribe me, yeah. <laughs> trying to bribe me, man. <laughs> you keep that thing away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I just hate this. I really hate the state of America, and that's what I try to do on my podcast. I try to infuse a bit, a bit, of, a bit of reasonableness into conversations that are people are trying to talk about and have. Just because I, I tell, we have to fight all this BS with truth. And the only way to do that is to speak out against it. Like you can't sit here and tell me that there's a man that's, that just had a baby. Cause that has never happened in the entirety of human history. It ain't never going, never going to happen. Not going to happen. It's impossible. But people are like, well, that's, well, that perception is for some people. And that's real. I'm like, no, it's not. Just because that's, that that <laughs> that's a bull dyke. That's a bull dyke that thinks it's just because it looks like a dude. It's still got a vagina. It's not a man that had a baby. It's a girl that dresses look like a boy that had a baby. <clears throat> yep, and they think, oh, there's more than two genders. I'm like, no, there's no, not not, not last oh, time. No, <laughs> but the thing is, I remember when all this started happening. I didn't take it serious because I was like, people ain't gonna buy into this crap. I remember watching this video on it one time, and it just blew my mind. I'm like, and it was like five, six years ago. But as actually, matter of fact, it was like 2016, the first time I saw a Black Trans Lives Matter shirt, and I was like, I was like, what the hell is that? Damn. Black trans lives they got, they got black transmissions was. out there. I thought they were all just the same in color. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's, it's wild, yo. And then all of a sudden, years later, it's blowing up into this big thing. I'm just like, like when people are, and I think, I'm not saying that people are accepting it, but for some odd reason, people are afraid to push back against these people, man. And then you got to think it's a small segment of the population, less than one less than one percent, and they are bowing <laughs> down to them, kissing their feet is, like they Jesus. I don't understand. I'm like, man, when are y'all America? When do we get so soft, man? I want to know. I when seen something the other day. So somebody soft? said something about a pansexual. I said, is oh, that bro, people? Yeah. Is that people that like having sex with frying pans or something? That would probably <laughs> hurt. What the hell is that? That, that black skillet looks so sexy. Yeah. The first thing. The, it's stupid, man. First time I who cares? This non-binary shit came up. It was uh, it was a couple years back for me, you know, cause <laughs> fucking down south Louisiana, you know, boy, that you know, fifty something years old. It was on. I don't know if you remember that TV show called Deputy that they had out for like a season or so. I love that damn show. Uh, no, I didn't see that. But it was a, a TV show, and they had a, an actor on it. And they on this show, it was like. It was a girl, but looked like a boy. Said it was non-binary. And I'm watching the show. I'm like, the fuck is a non-binary? I'm like Googling the shit. What is non-binary? And I'm like, they don't identify. I say, so it's a bull dyke, basically. I'm sorry, I, no, I mean, it's like, 
I grew up in kindergarten cop had it right. Boys have penises and girls have vaginas. Girls have I mean, vagina. you know, and I, <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't got kicked off like platforms just because they ain't hit their radar yet because I ain't big enough. But personally, I don't, my son, and I tell everybody, my son is like flaming gay, okay? He don't speak to me because, not because that he's gay and I, I, I say anything about it. It's because he's like, he likes listens to the Young Turk and believes that shit. So I mean, in oh the rapper, and all no that. the Young Turk, oh, T-Y-T. Oh, YT. Oh yeah, 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 yeah them bastards. And I, uh, <clears throat> it was around the the George Floyd riot stuff. He was like, I'm going to go protest. I said, first of all, you realize you're going to go protest against you know what I stand for. I said, and you're a six foot tall, blonde haired, blue eyed boy. They don't care if you're on their side or not. You're going to get your ass kicked. Okay, you're the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you know, and that's why he don't talk to me. But my son's flaming gay. Don't care. He came out of the closet when he was 15, you know, showed up. like, Dad, I just want to let you know I'm gay. I'm like, okay. He's like, that's all you got to say? I said, I was waiting for you to figure it out. I've been doing it since you were like three. Told your grandma that you were going to be gay. <laughs> Looked at my mom when she was still alive. I said, he's going to be gay. Maybe it's just a phase. I said, no, he's three years old. He's gay already. I said, you just didn't know. I said, look, son, the only thing I can tell you, it's like I don't know nothing about being gay. I said, you know, make sure both of y'all use condoms, however you, you know, giving or taking. Or I said, and don't eat corn. I mean, nobody <laughs> wants, you know, he told me how sick I was. He's like, you're nasty. I'm like, nobody wants corn on their pecker. I mean, it's gross. So stop. Oh and it's like corn poop. It's like, but it be, I don't care that he's gay. Me, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care who's gay. You do you. If you want to be, if you want to be a man and dress up like a girl, go for it. Stay out of the sports because it's not fair. I don't care if you take estrogen. It's not fair. You're still a man. You still your bone structure, muscle structure is different. Stop taking away from these women. If you want to compete, go compete against other men. Or you know what? Y'all can start your own tranny division. I don't care. But that, leave the children alone. That's my you know biggest what? thing. You're, y'all saying if you can't agree to protect the children. Well, there's no need to conversate. If you don't agree with protecting children, I don't want to talk no. to you. That should be that shouldn't even be a partisan issue. That should just be a general acceptance. Yes. We we protect children. Period. Yeah, you're, you're no butts about cutting it. a breast off a 13 year old. No. If if they want to transition, do any type of transition, let them do it after they become legally an adult at eighteen. Because with, y'all y'all are saying this, y'all changed the age to buy a, a, a rifle to twenty one, and y'all want to do this and that. But you got a five year old saying that they can take hormone blockers. No, Crazy, that's man. bad parenting. Just leave the damn children alone. <laughs> Because how many have you, I don't know if you've looked into it, they got a lot of these children out there, by the time they hit 18, 20, they're like, they're trying, they Suicide. want to detransition and they can't. It's too late. And they, sue, and they killed themselves, yes. man, because they didn't mutilate their body. Dude, and it's, I, I, like I, said, I don't understand the push in this country and what's going on behind this stuff. And people, the people have so many you know, conspiracy theories behind it. But me, I'm just like, I don't know what it is, but all I know is I'm going to speak up against it and I'm just gonna keep speaking truth, man, and say this ain't right. If I, I told everybody here, if I get kicked off of YouTube, if I get kicked off of Facebook, so be it. I already got my Rumble account. I told people go follow me on Rumble because it's coming. I'm telling you, it's coming one day because I don't bite my tongue. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I don't. I mean, to me, I still, you know, with freedom of speech. You know, I mean, I don't know if you ever listen to Matt Walsh and stuff. He's really big on it. But I still say I got my Rumble's not gonna take me down for it. And I'm going to keep, I, I, I 
say what I feel, you know, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to apologize for saying what I'm saying, like so many people do. And it's just, you know, know, I I hate when they take it back and they apologize. It's not going to be in there. No, I don't, don't ever apologize for speaking the truth, man. Don't ever. That's why I like I said, that's why I do my show, man. And everybody, like I tell people, I don't hide. I'm a cop. I'm in Louisville. It is what it is, bro. You want some? Come get it. <laughs> like I, I'm not scared, man. I, oh, I'm not two scared. two years. Trust me, this comes off because I ain't got to worry. I'm I'm not throwing you know, 27 year career away. So like I said, I I'm gonna lose this, and that people might tell me to put it back on. But uh, <laughs> it's like, but it, it's, it's like I don't. I mean, I'm not hard to find. I'm in Louisiana. If you want to find me, and there's plenty of times I've turned my head that you can see without a filter. But uh. No, I'm I'm like I just you, me and you kind of the same. I just everybody. Oh yeah. Seems like it seems like the world turning a bunch of pussies. It's just oh absolutely, <laughs> like, man. If you do you listen to the Sean Ryan podcast? No, I haven't heard that. He's one. a former Navy SEAL, man. So I listened to an episode the other day. They had a 98 year old guy that fought on Iwo Jima, and I was just sitting there and I was thinking like, like man, I can't imagine what the guys in World War II that fought real evil, fought a real war for this country to be free and what they must be thinking if some of them are still alive today, seeing what this country has become. Oh, my grandpa like, would be rolling around mm-hmm. in his grave. I'm telling you, man. My grandpa like fought. Like men and, he was an ex-POW, World War II, oh, Marine really? Corps. He was captured by the Japanese and uh, made it out. And uh, he escaped twice. They had him listed as uh, KIA because he traded dog tags with another dead Marines. He knew if they caught him again, they were going to kill him. So mm. he made it out. And, uh, he fought in the Korean War. He was a drill instructor on Paris Island. Uh, his man's man, you hear me? <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's what, that's and, what I like you to know, hear. Two Purple Hearts. I have all his medals and stuff. Of course, you know, he's not here anymore. He'd be in his hundreds. But uh, from what that man fought for and still, you know, even when he was old, when you went to wake my grandpa up, you better stand back because he had hurt you. But, but from just from the, you know, from all the trauma yeah. he, he dealt with from his entire, from being a prisoner of war and everything. From what the world is today, it's like it's like this is what y'all, you know. That's when they people tried to tell me, and it's like, oh well, you know, they're kneeling down for this. I said they're disrespecting everybody that's ever fought for this country i don't care what they're trying to accomplish that's like and plus it's sports i watch mm-hmm. sports for entertainment not politics not politics and i stopped i stopped and trust me, I, and believe it or not i never went Same. back i never went back i never Same. went back i was like i just went back last year and it's like i, I watch well i watched some college stuff but i have not went back professional at all, I think they should have. Uh, I think they should do a lot more of uh, female beach volleyball. They should have more of that. I don't, I don't disagree with that. that they should have more of that on TV. <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> I'm gonna subscribe to the yearly sports package, Roy. Yeah, I mean just just for that. But it's, I just I just never went back. And everybody said, hey, but I'm I'm a person, you know. A lot of people they don't do it. I'm a person. If I say like you know. I never, I'm not a beer drinker. When I do drink, I drink whiskey, but like the Bud Light thing. It's like, I would never buy it again. Nope. Uh, tell you the truth, when Coke did their whole thing, when they went kind of woke on everybody, I do my damnedest not to buy any of their products. It's hard to do because they own so much shit. Yeah. But uh, Reebok, when they, uh, 
not Reebok, Nike, Nike or whatever, when uh, they did their stuff with Colin Kaepernick. There's no Nike bought in this house anymore. I don't care how good of a product or what that is. I re- if that's who they want to support, I'm not. I'm not going to put them out of business, but I'm not going to help them. Let me ask you, what whiskey do you drink? It depends on which uh, kind of mood I'm in. I, I really like the, yeah, but they. Uh, I try. So? I try to stay away from them now, though. I stopped buying them because of that that thing they did. I have been on most, mostly what I drink is the old Smoky now. Because yeah, okay. I do. I used to be a big yeah. Jack Daniels drinker until I found out about that that whole tranny thing they were they did Dude. too. Y'all y'all you have no clue. So I work for the company that's over all of them. That I think it's they're brown foreman here in Louisville. Mm-hmm. And they hire security officers to come because they're afraid that somebody's gonna come up on campus and shoot the place up. So I, I work there to help them out. But dude, I went in one day. And there's like trans pride flags. I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, this is Jack, like Jack Daniels. Like when you think of Jack Daniels, think think of a burly dude with a beard and like an axe and like a man. And they're just, bro, they have bought into the entire ESG score diversity, bro. I'm just like, man, what? And I don't think it's like, man. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut and get my money right now. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I had like, heard about I, they it did just it. Caught me off guard. But I won't buy any of the products. So, I refuse. But mostly, if I turn my camera, you see, I have, uh, well, I have uh, a bottle of Still Austin, which that's special occasion because that shit's like eighty bucks a bottle of fifth. You know, Ooh. I got, uh, I, 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 I buy some the motor cops out Yeah, I buy lead slingers, uh, which is, that's average lead thirty stuff. Yes, lead slingers, and I like the old smoky uh, flavored whiskeys and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, basically, that's basically what I buy. But yeah, but no, I heard heard about it. I used to be a Jack drinker, and I was like, I went and started buying some Crown Royal that's made out of Canada. I used to not buy yep. that, but uh, I know it was yeah. like they done lost their minds up there too, though. <laughs> oh, they completely <laughs> lost their minds. Uh, my, I did a Bud Light spoof when it came out, and actually, that was my biggest biggest watch video on YouTube. I think I got 83 or 84,000 downloads on that one. Yeah. That was my biggest one. Yeah, I drank some Bud Light and turned myself into a girl. Then I drank some whiskey and turned back into a dude. So. <laughs> <laughs> or they're like looking like a Rachel Levine or whatever the dude's name is. <laughs> no, it's just, I was like, Rachel Levine is just an ugly person. Yeah. He's an ugly man. Uh, well, ugly I, female, actually, man. I actually, on one of my podcasts a while back, I actually, and when I say it, you're going to go, oh, yeah. I pulled up a picture of Rachel Levine, and uh, if y'all don't know who that is, that's that uh, there were the Biden that made it into an admiral or whatever. It, but it's, admiral, it, yeah, yeah it, it's a bunch of bullshit. But I pulled up a picture of Garth from Wayne's World and said, "If anybody wants to know what Garth, oh my God, I, see. I said, if Garth's mom, this is what it looks like, right?" <laughs> now you say it, I see it. You, you see oh it now, God. don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's why scars for wage for i mean but it's like yeah it's like god it's like it's like what kind of what kind of kick in the face is that to actual military people man dude it's and i mean dude i was in iraq and i went to iraq in 2004 you know i I joined a couple of years after 9 11 and almost 20 years later this has got a complete different country and i've seen the transition and it's weird and i'm just like man this is not the country i fought for this is not it man well i said to some people i was like you know you see all this new 
the, these new commercials they have for you know military and stuff and the military's going so woke i said i said well we're going to go to war and they're going to be like we don't know what happened we called them by the wrong pronouns and they still shot at us and they didn't leave <laughs> so it's, like, it's like yeah the pronouns didn't work on them because the chinese children learn how to dissemble and clean their guns in kindergarten man y'all are learning how to you know paint time. your fingernails it's a scary time. Then I like I, the whole military thing with it. I, it really throws me for a loop. Well, like, I just found out that in the military, it out. that in the military now they 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 can't get in your face and scream and berate you and stuff like no. they used to. It's like nope, the army does not do it anymore. It's like hold up when I was in boot camp, Marine boot camp. Uh, yeah, I was basically just go watch some Full Metal Jacket, except for the punching part. <laughs> It's like yeah. you know, you know, they were up in. I said, no wonder. I mean, they, they. I don't want. I want a, a badass fighting for the country. I don't need somebody that you know knows knows pronouns. I'm waiting, but mm-hmm. I'm waiting to get hit. I haven't. Cause I I been losing, I'm waiting to get hit on. Uh, get with somebody like, well, my pronouns are. I go by she Korean frim or what I'm going to say. My pronouns is. Um, <laughs> Sweet Dick Daddy with the candy balls, so you could just call me Dick, uh, but that's or Daddy, however you want to call me. But yeah, so Ice Daddy, it's like it's like what? I'm waiting to get it because you know. Well, I was at one place uh, this past uh, Halloween, and it was a tranny behind the counter, and I mean, it looked like a dude to me. So I said, I just called it a dude. Of course, like I said, I got that face even when I had this thing on that people, like I said, people kind of look at me and like, wow, he looks like he's ready to kill. That's just the way I look. It probably keeps a lot of people from, you know, you know, I'm not a small guy. I'm, I'm six foot and right. Well, right now I need to lose some weight. I'm like 305 pounds. So I'm not a small guy as it is. And it's kind of like, yeah, we're not going to say nothing to him. Yeah, no, I better let him let it ride. They better let yeah, it just, ride, just, man. Just let him go. He looks let like an asshole. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Recently, I went to- I, maybe I should look more like an asshole, man. I probably should do. Like pe- people, I don't know. My I, somebody told me my aura is just so nice and gentle, and I'm like, man, that's not good. Like people come up to me all the time, even when I'm off. Like I was telling people the other day, I had this white lady walk up to me when I was going in this Huck's gas station. I held the door for her. She's wearing a mask. So once I saw the mask, I knew she was probably a little crazy. So she just stops and looks at me like, I'm sorry, but your skin is so beautiful. And I was like, boy, that is creepy. (laughs) It's like you just, you just, just, you just freaked me out. Crazy white lady. Oh, it got worse. I'm actually going to talk about my next podcast, but it got worse. She started talking about when she was growing up and she would cry to God because she didn't you know because she was white and she wanted to be black. And she was, it's just so crazy how the Lord gives some people so much more pigment and melanation and some of us none at all. Just go, you know, just go lay out in the sun. Woman. Teacher. Bro, like, it was what the fuck so wrong awkward. I'm like, I'm just like, this is not okay. And I'm, but I'm just like, I, I look so nice that she feels like she can tell me this. I'm like, maybe I should look more like an asshole. <laughs> well, you looking at me when I went to, uh, we, I went to D.C. for police week this past May. Now, you looking at, like, an old South, a boy from South Louisiana. I had never been on public transportation in my life. Well, we have it over here where I grew up. I had to get on the Metro, which is a subway. I was like, man, it's like a freaking Disney World ride for me doing that shit. <laughs> and then 
I w- we were on it at one point. My buddy was there, and I said, scoot over. and had this light. I was like, ma'am, you can have this seat right here. And she just looked at me. I don't need your seat. It's like, I said, well, excuse the fuck out of me. I was, he's like, they don't like <laughs> male shivery around here. And I was oh, like. Yeah, man. I was like, then I was walking down the street, and, you know, when I make eye contact with people, I'm like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Nobody. They all looked at me like I, they wanted to have me committed. The only person that did speak back to me was this homeless lady, so I gave her a dollar just because she said hello back. Just being nice. <laughs> just being nice. And I had to walk everywhere. I said, that's why everybody's skinny around here because they walk everywhere. I said, and, they're skin- and the food sucks. Oh, really? oh my god i went to we oh, went to DC. one place uh and i don't know how you fuck up a cheeseburger but uh the girl's like well how was it i'm like i could have licked the table and it tastes the same and damn man damn then i went to the bathroom <laughs> i told this story before too i went to the bathroom and i, I had to piss and i'm like looking I had a door here and a door here and i'm like looking i'm looking at me, i'm like the fuck they both said the same thing on it all of us. I'm like, fuck, I just want to piss by myself. I don't need everybody in here watching Jesus, me. Man. They said all of us on the bathroom door. I'm like, yeah, it's just weird. I'm just in, you know, Nate thought I was weird because I was walking down the street and I saw like six trannies in one block. I'm like, I'm at the zoo. I'm like, look, there's one right there. Look, wait. Hey, tranny. You know, it's like, I'm not used to that shit. You know, where's that? Man, I'm probably too used to it, man. I was talking to one last night at uh at this uh, Spring Street Bar and Grill in Louisville, I was just having a good conversation about the bar. I was like, oh, man, the bar's back open here. Had a good conversation. It was This one was uh, part Israeli and part, uh, not Bolivian, oh, man, they had the big Bosnian, part Bosnian, part Israeli. I'm like, this person's a badass, but their mind is clearly not where it should be. I was like, I can only imagine, look, I think his father was Israeli, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> but, brother, I got to get. You got to get running? I know we've been going for a while. Hello? Yeah, I got you. I said, you got to go? <laughs> yeah, I got to get ready to bounce, man. I got to go make some extra cash, man. I, I appreciate coming up. I totally appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to be putting this one I out Sunday. That, if you ever want me to come on yours, let me know. Absolutely, man. So I'll tell you right now, like my schedule. Up until I think October is crazy booked right now. So, man, I am like super behind and working a ton of off duty and extra. So, I'm gonna get y'all, right. man. Whenever, buddy. You got you got my number and stuff. If you need anything from down here, also let me know. All right, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thanks right, for the buddy. opportunity. Good All talking righty. to you. You as well. Take All right. Everybody, uh, I think it was a good episode. Uh, hope y'all enjoyed it. Stay safe. Remember, we are not sheepdogs. We are lions. <laughs>